Hello out there. This is Eric Johnson, the brand. And Coach Aaron, the source. Guys, we're just going to have a little fun. Today's topic is, how do you know if your training is junk? And what we mean by that is, we hear a lot of, me and EJ were talking this week, and we hear a lot of these programs that people are doing on their own. Some of them they're getting from the internet. Some of them they're getting from some guy in the gym. They're getting them from just all over the place. And it's, sometimes it's, 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 it's comical. Sometimes it's, it's maddening. And, and sometimes you just, you just shake your head and be like, you know, you throw your hands up, what can you do? And so, and I guess what we'll do is we'll just kind of talk about uh, training in general, what you should be doing in terms of, um, you know, how it should be making sense to you and, and, and maybe some of the examples out there. And this, this conversation was kind of spurred on by uh, an athlete that EJ was telling me about and, and their workout routine. And if you want EJ, I can, I can kind of give you my uh, take on it, or you can go ahead and tell the, the story, but, uh, well, I think I, it's I, pretty typical. Yeah. I think it's, it's a, uh, a situation with a lot of, uh, athletes and, and parents not really knowing what to do and thinking that more is better. And the more you do, the stronger and faster you get. And it's just, you know, there's no guidance. There's no like plan. It's just, I'm going to do this every day and do it. And, you know, it may be like one day they do it hard and then, okay, I'll do it again tomorrow. And then I'll take four days off because I'm trying to heal my body and do it hard again. You know, it's kind of like that CrossFit thing back, you know, yeah. you, know I, you know, you kill your body, you kill your body and you can't ever recover. Well, I just, you know, I just thought it was interesting. The athletes, I, I asked him, I go, tell me what you do. And he told me what he was doing. I said, okay, so what are you doing the rest of the week? You know, and he really didn't know what he was doing. You know, it's a, a, a eager guy, great kid, but just not knowing what, what to do. And I was like, hey, you know, we need to get you into a management program and managing what you need to do. So, um, he was just out of control. And I just said, you know, you don't do everything to failure. Right. You can't do that every workout. I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. And though it's eager, it's, it's great. I love the ambition. I love the enthusiasm, but you know, Aaron, we've been in this industry a long time. You're a professional at what you do. I think the best, um, please educate the general public about training because yeah. there's a lot of junk out there, my friend. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to kind of put this so that it's in a in a structured framework. But I mean, I guess a few things. One, you know your training is junk if you're, pro you're training to failure, in my opinion. You usually don't have to do things to failure. And the problem with doing things to failure is you're just beating the muscle up. And... You know, it, it's kind of like saying, okay, I'm going to do 500 push-ups. Well, right. probably by the time you get to, you know, rep 60, 70, 80, 100, everything after that is probably a point one of point of diminishing returns. So you're not getting much out of it after that. Two, 
probably a, a, a somewhat big degradation in the execution. In other words, the quality of how you're doing those push-ups. So I'm not a big fan of the of um, the the training to failure. Right. Because in most sports, you're not doing anything to failure. So right. why are you training? The mu- and you can get plenty of muscle group, well, muscle growth well before you get to failure. So one, I just don't think it's great for the muscles in terms of recovery and being able to come back and do, uh, you know, another quality workout to your quality suffers, you know? So I think training the failure is one big thing. Okay, uh, I like that. I, I like think that. another one, you, you know your training is junk and I kind of alluded to this in my previous explanation is, if there's no transfer, hmm. okay? In other words, what I mean by that, you it doesn't have to be a direct line, but you got to say, okay, what the exercise I'm doing, how does it correlate to one, either my athletic development or correlate to some of the activities I'm going to perform in sport? Hmm. Okay. And what I mean by that is I'll get um, athletes who, you know, who are baseball players, for instance. Okay. And and all they want to do are curls. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean these things right yeah, here? Bicep curls, exactly. <laughs> and they'll do they'll do three different variations of you know they'll do they'll do bicep curls with the bar, and then they'll do reverse pull ups, and then they'll you know and they're doing all of these exercises that build the biceps, right. and. And I'm like, okay, well, how does that help you in throwing and hitting? You know, most of us know that one, to hit the ball harder, that generally comes from your lower body and the transfer of force through your upper body. Right. Okay? Right. Um, you're throwing, it's the same thing. You're talking about ground reaction forces that come up through the body and your arms are more or less the levers that propel the bat, propel the ball. So why would you do muscle isolation? (laughs) But that's what I see. So in other words, you know, again, you know your training junk, but there's no, if you can't draw a correlation, a logical correlation to transfer to your sport. Another one might be, I just had it and it went out of my head, shoot. (laughs) I have those moments all the time, Aaron. I'm telling you all the time. You know, Aaron, it's funny, um, as you're as you're thinking about that, and I think about training and, 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 and is your training any good or is it junk? I think athletes just they don't really know what what's going on. They think if like one day a guy's doing his biceps, you know, or doing uh, you know, upper body, a lot of upper body. They're hitting the back hard, then they hit another muscle group hard, hard, hard. Everything's hard, and then how long does it take for an athlete to recover doing something like that? Exactly. I mean, that, to me, that's like five days of trying to get all that lactic acid out of you, trying to get your strength back, your motivation. You're just, I'm more tired, just, you're t- you're a tired athlete. You don't recover as fast and there's no production there. There's just and no it, production. Yeah. And that brings me to the, the next point and you, and you, th- you mentioned it right when I was thinking about it. You know your training's junk, if you don't build in proper recovery. 
because you need you need to break the muscle down, not destroy it, but break the muscle down and then have time for it to recover and build back up. If you're always breaking it down, you never have you never give the body the chance to build that muscle back up. So if you're always taking two steps back every day, you're going to find yourself behind. Training is more like two steps back or one step back, two steps forward. Okay. If you're always taking that step back and you don't give your body a chance to take those two steps forward, i.e. recovery, you're not going to get to to where you you want to be. So um, Aaron, so are you saying the recovery is super important so your muscle can gain growth, right? Or that's when it builds. Okay, gotcha. During the recovery process. Right. If right. you don't have a recovery process, it's never building. You're just tearing it down. Uh, that is one thing that I think a lot of people out there listening to us today don't understand that recovery is critical to your development as an athlete. Another one, you know, your training is junk when, and I mentioned this before you muscle isolate. Oh, okay. Mu oh, the guy who just who does the bicep curl. <laughs> as an athlete, right. We're talking about really about function, not form and you know what happens is a lot of people fall into the kind of the bodybuilding mode of of training and okay. so they're, they're isolating muscle groups and bodybuilders do that because they want that muscle to grow because their their focus is for that muscle to grow in size and of course strength comes with that size but as an athlete it's okay to have the size but you have to have function and flow that muscle has to be explosive. It has to be able to work in concert with the other muscles in that chain. So you're not just talking about the bicep, you're also talking about the forearm, the tricep, the shoulder, you know, the shoulder area. And so that, that all has to work together. If you just bulk this up and you look like Popeye, then that puts stress on this area here and it could put stress on another area there. So, you know, when you're doing your exercises, it should be, I, I, we call them full chain exercises. Oh. So instead of doing a bicep curl, which isolates the bicep, maybe you're doing a full push and a, or a full pull. So you might, do, might be doing a row or you might be doing a, a full pull up, full extent, you know, pull up. Um, you know, you might be doing some kind of cable pull where you're getting full extension in your, in your, getting all of those muscle groups to work in coordination. And so that way you have that range of motion, you have that flow, but you're not just pumping this one X, this one muscle. So Aaron, mm -hmm. that leads me to this question of acceleration, deceleration of the muscle. Mm -hmm. Is exactly. that what you're actually doing? I mean, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, and, and, and basically what we're talking about with athletic activities is Acceleration and deceleration, whether it's throwing, kicking, running, jumping, and that is not done by just one muscle group. Gotcha. You know, the only time I usually will have an athlete uh, isolate a muscle is when it's been, you know, it's when it's been injured. You know, <laughs> right. Because, you, because then you want to, you know, you have to isolate because you want to build it up. But after that initial isolation and building it up by itself, you still have to segue into full chain movements because now you still got to get it to act as part of the group, you know? So sense, you still man. always come back to function. 
you know, even though you may have to at some point do isolation, like I said, generally because of an because and of injury. injury. Man, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I think the true athleticism of of uh, athletes playing different sports is just I don't see it getting better at at at, at the in, in a, I'm in the youth level, high school, collegiate level. I just see a lot of just like I see a lot of videos out there of guys like I'm maxing out. I, I just squatted <laughs> 550. It's my it's right. my PR. And, you know, I'm like, what does that have to do with what we're doing in, in an activity? I mean, I see this all the time. Like, I'm going to do all this because I need to get bigger. My coach said I need to get bigger. Right. Oh, I, I would say you need to get to be more of an athlete. You need right. to have your body moving aggressively. Look, I wasn't a very big guy. I was look, I was five, five, ten and a half. Uh, if I had heels on, uh, you know, big old platforms you whip back in the 70s, bro. Um, but you know what I'm saying is, you know, I was a buck 75, buck 80, Aaron. And I think I thought I was pound for pound very, very strong because I was able to hit the ball a long way, throw very quickly, run well. And I think, <clears throat> I think back at that, it had nothing to do how big I was, but how well I could function, how I was able to make a play defensively in the infield. I was being off balance and throw the ball across the diamond with some velocity. That was the functionality of my body moving together, being coordinated to be able to do that. If I was just a stiff athlete that was just big, I couldn't have turned my hips and and got my arm in a position to make that play, you know, or get down and actually field it and have good hip mobility, right? Right. Um, I don't... I don't know about this these days. I think training, I see a lot of people just buying it to get big, get big, get yeah. big. Yeah. So. Well, again, and that actually, we can segue that into my next one. Um, you know your training is junk when you don't have a plan, okay? <laughs> um, and, and, and basically what you're talking about is that whole shotgun approach that people take. They get this mishmash of exercises that you know, hey, this guy said this exercise is good. This guy said this exercise is good. Right. I read this here, you know, or, you know, the USC baseball program's doing this. And they get all of this stuff and they just throw it together and they're just doing a bunch of stuff. Right. And, and the exercises by themselves may not be bad exercises, but there has to be some synergy created with everything that you're doing that gives you the total effect of training and and so when you start to take all these bits and pieces they may not necessarily go together now it doesn't mean that again they're individually they're not good or bad exercises is that they need to be able to complement each other continue to move you along and unless you sit down and say okay i'm gonna i have this variety of exercises i'd like to do which ones work together and which ones don't and now, and you say, okay, these ones that work together, I'm going to segment those, and that's going to be a training program. Right. And then maybe I'll move on to these other ones after I finish this first training program. You know, but instead of you know just doing everything, uh, I, I see that quite a bit. And the thing is, usually when you have people who do that, they don't stick with the the exercises long enough. Right. So again, planning becomes a big part of 
your, your training. And if you don't plan, it's gonna be junk. And I see it when you go through your evaluation with athletes and I watch them and I ask them, did they complete the workout? And a lot of times you go, kind of. <laughs> we got halfway through it or some guys finish it, but it's real sloppy uh, because they're not, you know, as you said, function and flow to be yeah. an athlete, you know, and, and having those things work together. So I think that's that, that's critical when you said that. It made me think, you know, saw this guy come in and work out with you. And, you know, it's it's funny to see these these guys who are in high school, later in high school, come to you and go, okay, this is what I've been doing. And then they have trouble doing all those exercises you have them put you, and these are basic things. Like, can you squat correctly without a weight? Right. Can you right. one leg squat? Can you hurdle over this hurdle, right. walk through it without stepping? Can you get your hip up over, you right. know, so, um, you know, I, I marvel at what you do when you when you do those when your training is is not junk, but it is correct. Right? Yeah. You, you you know, there's always gotta be a functional foundation, and you build off of that because, yeah, as athletes we do some incredible, beautiful things, but right. they still come down to some basics: lunging, jumping, running. You know what I'm saying? Side stepping. There's right. variations of that. And, and maybe there are multiples of that, but they all come down to some very basic movements. And if you don't have those down, or if you have some deficiencies in those movements, you're gonna have some problems, i.e. injuries or uh, lack of performance. Right. So, you know, that's, it, that's very important. Another reason why your training might be junk, and I'm seeing this a lot with my middle schoolers. Okay. It's not age appropriate. And I get it. There's not a lot of information directed at middle school kids, let alone elementary you know, school right. kids. And you know, most programs are written in a lot of the literature you see are for adult athletes. Right. And and so I, I get it's it's hard to kind of, you know, how do you pull out of that what's gonna be appropriate for a younger athlete? And and so you gotta be careful. You know, just because the UCLA football team does this workout doesn't mean your 10-year-old should be doing it or trying right. to copy it. Right. You know, so there may be some some variations or iterations that you can do that are a lot less advanced than what they're doing, but maybe similar body movements. Um, but you've got to be careful with, you know, the, the intensity and the volume when mm -hmm. younger athletes. Right. And, and, and so again, it goes, it also goes back to, are you trying to give them all these advanced exercises or are you trying to give them the foundation of development for him to move forward or her mm -hmm. to move forward? Right. And so younger athletes, especially, you know, adolescent, they're, focus should be on overall athletic development function not you know can i jump on this 34 inch box yeah that's you know yeah, right uh, yeah i saw it on saw it on tiktok can i do that can my 10 year old do it? <laughs> yeah exactly you know the, yeah the so the instagram and, and tiktok workouts and again yeah it, it all looks sexy and everything but 
is it really appropriate? And if it's not age appropriate, it's junk. Mm, like that. <laughs> well said there. <laughs> well said. Well, Aaron, that uh, that's a really good capsule of is your training junk? And you gave some great advice and tidbits uh, for what uh, athletes should be doing. You know, um, whether it's a younger athlete or it's a more established athlete um, and, and knowing this. So that was great. Good stuff right there, man. I love that. Love yeah, that. pretty good for an impromptu. Uh, <laughs> not, not too bad. Well, as I always say, hey, this is this is this is Eric Johnson, the brand here again. And Coach Aaron, the source. We'll see you. <laughs>